Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. everyone, Anne-Marie again with you today and this is episode 163. Today joining me on the show is Misha Michaelian and Misha is a serial entrepreneur and intently is his eighth company. He was raised in LA and he started his first company at the age of 15. I'm really looking forward to sharing his wealth and insights about experience and business and I'm sure he's got lots to share with us. So welcome to the show, Misha. Thank you, Anne-Marie. So excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I have shared my personal story when I first had my taste of, well, trying to generate an income. I wanted to share it again today, being that, that uh, you started your company, first company at the age 15. When I was around two, two and a half, three years of age, I thought of an income idea when I saw my father's false teeth in the glass next to his bed. And I thought I was going to make it rich. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was disappointed when the tooth fairy didn't uh, come overnight, but and that was my first kind of failure in business. <laughs> but yeah, I can certainly relate that. And through the years, that was my first experience. Through my years growing up, at the age of ten, you know, grew up on a farm and and went into the manure business and oh, all sorts of different income streams. So I can certainly relate to kind of looking at different ways to generate rate income. So looking forward to having you share your insights too. So fifteen, what was your first business? Yeah, so when I was 15, I actually started a DJ business, and I used to DJ parties for kids in high school and for my brother's friends, and and I DJed bar mitzvahs, and was just playing music and DJing. Yes. Wow. So. You know what? That is how my son, he's now 22, he started his first business doing that as well. We were the taxis, but I tell you what, you can generate a really good income, can't you, uh, doing that? Because the word of mouth really gets around, and and I'm sure you would have been uh, relatively busy too at that age. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. You know, it was funny because I was chaperoning a birthday party and Mm -hmm. I was talking to the DJ and I just asked him, how much do you charge for, you know, to play music here for the night? And he said something like $350. And I was like, (laughs) wow, like in one night. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I'm like, if I get you more DJ gigs, will you share that money with me? And he said, yeah, I'll give you half. So I just started 
booking him gigs. And then before I knew it, I had enough money to buy my own equipment and I was off to the races. Wow. There you go. <laughs> you know, my son is is now working for a, an organization in IT, but he still does DJing on the weekends in the nightclubs uh, in the city. So uh, it, it's a definitely, certainly a, a passion. What do you think sparked your entrepreneurial flame, so to speak? Because eight to business, we're going to be talking about intently, of course, later in the show, but eight businesses, this really an entrepreneurial flame going on there, yes? I always felt very entrepreneurial, but when I was a young child at, at the age of 13, actually, I was, my family undergone a drastic financial shift and mm. that we had a significant amount of financial means growing up and then we had virtually no financial means. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically wanting the new pair of Air Jordans and my mom said she, we couldn't afford it anymore and I had to go out and figure out how to make my own money. And that was really the start of mm. me. I figured out, I went out and I worked with some business owners and passed out some flyers and made enough money to buy my Jordans. But that was the first time I had just taken action to do something on my own to you know, to buy something. And, and it was really the start, I find, of my entrepreneurial path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's interesting because, uh, you know, in, in when I look at my childhood and a number of other people that have come on the show, their history is similar and similar to yours where, you know, their parents encouraged them, there was a need there and sort of having to go out there and, and start their own business to generate an income. And, and for some of us, it may have just been pocket money. For others, it was, uh, you know, a need to provide towards the the income of the household. However, I think the skills that you learn and the commitment and dedication and just life and business skills really do at that young age provide you a such great foundation as you continue to learn and grow. Did you find that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I learned so much and it was so empowering and, you know, I was uh, using my Quicken software when I was 15 years mm-hmm. old and keeping track of all my income expenses and putting together P&Ls. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was definitely ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is your biggest lesson that you've learned being an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. There's if there was so one, if there, I know. If there was one, what would you say <sighs> that would be? You know, I think the first one that was really major that I got was just finding mentors was mm. and really... You know, if you're taking an entrepreneurial path, there's lots of entrepreneurs willing to help is really to reach out and find somebody that's kind of one step above where you are so you can get mentored to Mm. get to that level. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes in hindsight is such a wonderful thing. And and being that this is your eighth company, I'm sure as you've continued to launch new companies, you may have done things differently. But looking back, would there be something that you know now that had you known way back when you first started your first business that you would do differently? Yeah, you know, I think one lesson that really rings true to me too was the whole notion of hire slow and fire quick. Mm -hmm. So, and I did the exact opposite early on. I hired somebody really quickly as soon as we needed them because it was an urgent situation and and then, you know, was very slow to let people go just because I didn't want to upset people or hurt their feelings or what have you or, you know, they were friends with someone else on the team and there were just all kinds of things that got in the way and... Mm -hmm my early companies that, w- that really made it challenging for me until I really got that lesson to just 
really take your time in bringing new team members on the team mm. and then, you know, making those decisions very quickly when somebody's not working out to really, you know, pull the trigger on those calls very quick. I think that what you just mentioned is something that so many entrepreneurs struggle with, particularly if they've hired someone they've known or if it's a, a friend or a family member because of the fact that they don't want to hurt their feelings, they don't want any bad blood to be there. But unfortunately, in the end, and you're really damaging, potentially damaging your business because if they're not pulling their weight and it can certainly impact negatively on other team as well, isn't it? So I think really stepping forward as a leader and making that decision, if someone's not pulling their weight and you've spoken to them about it and it's still not changing, that's a decision you need to make sooner than later, Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, mm. Now let's dive into Intently. Share with us what Intently is. All right. So Intently is a software platform that anyone can sign up for. It's a free platform and it's it's so easy to use. You just basically like sign up for Intently on your web browser and mm-hmm. Intently will remove every single advertisement you see on every website you go to and it replaces those ads with inspirational quotes or your specific goals or intentions or things that the things that help reprogram your subconscious mm-hmm. and align your actions throughout the day with with the intentions you really set for yourself in life. Mm-hmm. So it's a really powerful tool. You're taking the tool that advertisers are using to advertise to you and you're, you're taking it for your own purposes and you're basically advertising to yourself how you want to show up in the world. Mm. That really is absolutely incredible. And I loved the vision that you have stated on your website, you know, no more annoying ads for users, no more money lost on failed campaigns for advertising, all built on a platform of inspiration. Because so many of us are searching online for inspiration and empowerment and the fact that you've kind of blended the two because I don't know about you but ads and that's this is maybe why you developed uh, in, intently because there's so many ads vying for our attention it really there's a lot of noise out there isn't there absolutely there is and, and there's a big shift happening in the ad industry and mm. we're we're looking at participating in in really changing the way advertising is done in the world mm-hmm. so mm. um And you said to date that Intently has replaced over 4 million ads for its users. So tell us more about, you know, the changes that you're now seeing in the online ad industry. Oh, man. So, you know, we picture a world where consumers are empowered to choose the ads that they specifically want to see based on either the context of the ads or the values of the companies putting out the ads. Mm. So we see a world where consumers are really empowered to control their ads. And what's happening right now is there's millions and millions of consumers, over 100 million actually, using this ad blocking software. And there's multiple ad blocking softwares. Intently is the first one that lets you replace your ads with something you want to see. But there's a lot of people using ad blockers out there. It's over 20% of people on the internet. So what's happening is consumers have the legal right to filter out their ads. So this whole new platforms are emerging of ad blockers. And most of them make money by letting through a small percentage of the ads. Mm -hmm. And what Intently is looking to do in the future is to create a network where users can actually control the small number of ads they see with our platform. And I think, you know, that that'll make a real shift in how companies show up in the world when consumers are in the driver's seat now. So rather than companies really 
targeting you based on your data, you're able to say what it is you actually want and what kind of ads you want to see. Mm, So interesting. And I know myself, if I'm watching TV or listening to the radio, listening to the radio really happens because there's so many ads. You know, I just throw on a CD or I listen to podcasts. However, on TV, in between the shows that I'm watching or if it's recorded, you just fast forward through that. However, having said that, there is one ad from a company that I do watch and that is because I'm looking for the next story that they tell because they're such great stories and that's from Jeep. I don't know if you've got Jeep ads uh, over there, but each Mm -hmm. Jeep ad tells a different story and it's kind of like, I wonder what the next one, and a lot of them are funny, you know, and you can relate to them and think, wow, you know, that was really quite brilliant. So it's engaging and it has that kind of anticipation there. So is that kind of what you're saying now that companies, organisations have to be really aware of us as consumers, what we're willing to watch and not participate in and old ads that was just in your face all the time, they just do not work anymore, do they? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely a shift that's happening right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what would you say then, are you starting to notice more and more people or companies that were previously advertising, you know, going the normal advertising route? Are they starting to get the message or would you say there's still some education ahead? Yeah, there's definitely shifts. I mean, companies are really up to speed on social media and all that's happening in the kind of online world and and they can't really hide just behind their advertising slogans anymore. They actually Mm -hmm. have to meet up to those expectations that they set through advertising, which was very different, you know, pre-2000s when that outlet wasn't there for consumers to even have a voice in this conversation. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, so, so that's already been a huge shift. And, and the next phase of that shift we see is, is really consumers controlling the ads. So, you know, so as our vision we see is that even based on the company's values, you might be able to say something like, I only want to see ads from companies that meet a certain level of environmental sustainability, if that's something you really mm-hmm. care about. Mm-hmm. And then the ads you see would be from companies that have been certified to meet your value system, to, mm. to be utilizing sustainable practices. And then companies who don't meet those practices won't be able to advertise to those people. And they would say, wow, if, if we shift our practices a little bit here and there and we get this rating, we could now reach 20 million more consumers that have a high disposable income. So we see consumers actually empowered to shift the way companies show up in the world with this type of ad ecosystem. Yeah. And when you're thinking then of intently and you have a potential advertiser that wants to to use the platform, tell us how it works. Do you work with them then and give them strategies on how they should change? Right now, we're actually not working with advertisers. We're just offering consumers the value of them replacing their ads with content they love. Mm. down the road, we're going to launch this ad network and we're going to suggest to consumers different filters that they could use where, you know, we'll block like 90% of the ads, but mm-hmm. the 10% that we let through are going to be based on your choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if a user then comes and uses Intently, do they put in there what inspires them? Where does Intently get the content from? Does it pull it from what's already there on the internet? What's there on, being shared already on the web? Yeah. So it's actually all generated by our users, which is amazing. Wow. Our users have created tens of thousands of channels already. So you can find channels from like losing weight to quitting smoking to having more confidence throughout your day that users have already created. 
And you could also make your own. So very similar to like Pinterest, you mm. can create your own channel and you can add images as you browse the web with our plugin. You could just add the image from right where you see it on the web. You click the little intent button on it and it'll go straight to one of your channels. So mm. the power of it is just amazing. I just have a story that were my first aha experience with Intently, I, I added this quote to my channel and it said, you will continue to be tested until you're no longer triggered. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I was like, wow, that's really powerful. Anytime I get upset about anything, I'm being tested for something. And, and that's, that's really a good distinction to keep in mind. So I added that to my Intently and I started seeing it every single day, whether I'm on Facebook or YouTube or my favorite blog, I would see that banner. And three weeks later, I'm having dinner with my mom and she'd said something that really triggered me. And my mind instantly went, what are you being tested for right now? And mm. I distinguished that I was being tested to practice compassion towards my mom and to really see that you know she's looking through life from a very different lens than I am and not taking it personally. And it totally shifted my way of being in that dinner. And I had this amazing, loving, connected dinner with my mom. Wow. And the next day... I'm online and I see the banner and I was like, holy (laughs) crap, that shifted my dinner last night. And it just, it was not even in my awareness. It was just my subconscious picked up that, Mm -hmm. that distinction because I had been repeating it and seeing it all the time. So the intently users that get the most out of intently are, are very intentional about like, you know, what are my limiting beliefs or what are things in my life that I'm trying to improve? Mm -hmm. And they find specific quotes or affirmations that support them in those things. Mm -hmm. And then by seeing them over and over, it actually starts to shift how they show up in the world. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, when you're looking at a mindset shift, particularly for something that has been a barrier or a block for, for some time, having that constant reminder is so good because, it really does continue to to affirm that and strengthen that. So what an incredible uh, success story. So to intently, was this your idea? Did you come up with the idea to set this this business up? Yeah, you know, the idea came through me. I was meditating one day and I just had a vision where I saw myself behind my computer, but all my ads were like quotes that were supporting me throughout my day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I wonder if we could do that. And within a few weeks, I met, I talked to a bunch of different computer programmers and I met somebody that said, I think I could do that. And he showed me that he could and we started building it right away. Mm. You know, so many people that listen to the show are entrepreneurs who would love to start up their own business, yet they're, they're kind of, they're still working for someone else and they haven't quite yet dipped their toe into the pool of on, entrepreneurship. The fact that you had the idea and then you started having conversations with people and then within a matter of, you know, weeks or months, you were there getting it developed. What would you say to people that have had an idea, they may have had some conversations already, yet they haven't taken action yet. What would be some words of inspiration that you'd love to share? Uh, You know, it would be to break down the next action. So I think a lot of times people get stuck because they're looking at kind of the big picture and thinking, oh my gosh, there's all these things I need to do to start a business. Mm. But what's the next action you need to just validate your idea? Or what's the next action you need to just research to see if it's feasible? Like Mm -hmm. what's what are the next actions? And just defining those next few actions and taking those steps. And then as you get more information, you keep defining your next action. So mm-hmm. just to like keep it really simple and really like what's your next step? Yeah. And that way you avoid getting overwhelmed by 
how am I going to make money off this? How am I going to do this? Mm. How am I going to do that? Where am I going to find the right people? You know, it's just kind of taking that next step. I think that's important because so many of us have ideas and yet, I don't know if you, you had this, Misha, but it's like, okay, your inner critic starts. Well, that's not going to work. Or what the heck? That's such a silly idea. And then you end up being paralyzed before you even get out there and do something. But certainly writing it down, something you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the the call, getting mentors, maybe reaching out to people who may have been where you currently are at and yet have developed successful businesses and reaching out and, you know, maybe they are able to give you some advice, give you some tips, give you some support on what they did to help overcome um, you know, any obstacles, but certainly it, it really is getting it down on paper, reaching out, getting feedback, and then just, just taking action. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah. Just and take, having a bias towards action. Yeah. And I, I uh, had an idea for them too, is get on intently, register for the app and get some banners up there to inspire you every day to, you know, some inspiring quotes to get you into action. Absolutely. And I, I created a channel with a hundred amazing quotes for entrepreneurs. So yeah. you can subscribe to my channel and it's my top hundred quotes that I found out there for starting your own company. Wow. So. And so that's interesting. And, and that was what I was going to ask you. So you, you start up your own channel so you can input information that you might have found on the internet and maybe even things that, that you've created yourself. Can you actually go to other people's channels and select stuff from there and, and put that onto your feed as well? Absolutely. There's wow. tens of thousands of channels created by our users and hundreds of thousands of images. And it's really amazing to see what people have created. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. So what's the next step for Intently then? You know, our next step is we're getting ready for our big launch right now. So we've been in beta for a while and we've been really kind of refining the platform and getting it ready for prime time. And now mm-hmm. now we're launching. We're out here spreading the word. You know, it's like going on these amazing shows and feeling the support of our community, helping us spread the word about Intently and really just getting the word out there. So for us, it's, you know, it's getting the word out there and it's, it's developing a, a critical mass of users um, mm. to really support this, to really take a stand, to take a stand for like a future of advertising that works better for everybody, that works better for, for society and for humanity in a way that really empowers users to control the ads that they see. Mm-hmm. And so if people would like to find out more about Intently, how would they do that? Yeah, just go to Intently.com. It's very, very simple, and that's the best way to to get set up. Mm. And is Intently also available on mobiles for people who want to take it uh, with them on their iPads or other kind of mobile device? Yeah, so our mobile app's currently in development. So if you want to sign up now, you can sign up on the web browser on your desktop or laptop. And then as soon as our mobile app comes out, we'll be sending out emails to all our users and letting them know about the mobile app. So it's it's something that's currently in the works. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Misha. I love uh, Intently, especially the, the mission and the vision that it has. I'm all about inspiration. And I think having some form of, you know, the banners that come up and a, a constant reminder on a daily basis similar to the success story that you had with changing your mindset is so so powerful and I certainly recommend all our listeners go over to intently.com and uh, sign up. Thank you. Thanks, Anne-Marie. I'm really uh, grateful to be on your show today. It's really fun. I hope, hope your listeners learned something amazing. I'm sure you certainly have. And remember to go out and check out Intently as well as connect with Misha. And all of his details are on the show notes. And you can pop across ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES 
0800-555-163. If this is the first time you are joining us, it has been an honour and a pleasure. We do hope that you'll come back next week. Each and every week, we have another guest expert to help you take your business to the next level. Subscribe to the show, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES iTunes. And while you're over there, give us a rating, leave a comment that helps us get our message out into the hands of many other ambitious entrepreneur networks as possible. Thanks. This is bye from me, Anne-Marie. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.